Hey everyone, it is December the 2nd. I am late, but you are tuned into another edition of Christina's Chat and Chew. I'm jumping right in because I have so much to talk about. I have missed, what, two weeks of podcasting. There has been so much that's going on and that has went on. So time for me to start. So on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I was on my way to church and I got into a bad car accident. Yes, um, it was three cars involved. It was pretty bad. I was thankfully able to walk away with just some scrapes, some bruises, a lot of soreness, a lot of stiffness. But other than that, I was fine. My car was totaled. Yes, everyone knows I'm on this debt-free lifestyle. So my favorite car, my Nissan Altima, that was all paid off. That was my graduation gift for graduating undergrad. It's gone. I had to get a new car. So I'm just looking at it now like a fresh start. I can't complain anymore. To be real, y'all, let's let's take a step back because this is something I wanted to talk about. I was pissed. So in addition to being hurt and sore, I was actually like pissed that I had to lose my car. And one of the reasons I'll be that I let me just be frank. There was an idiot who caused the entire accident who stopped, literally came to a complete halt on Branch Avenue. So for those of you all in the DMV area, Branch Avenue, Route 5, when you get up there like toward Brandywine, um Actually, no, a little further up, like Clinton, Brandywine, whatever. It is like fast. It's like a major thoroughfare and the traffic moves very fast because it moves you from D.C., you know, sort of out to like, I don't know, the suburbs, Waterf, whatever. And you move fast. This idiot literally goes on breaks, okay? So we can all, but their goal was to make a left. And it's, where we were was, seven lanes so it was two lanes that you had to get over that only turn right that I'm sorry that turn left it was three lanes that kept straight and then it was one lane that went right actually no so that's six lanes anywho the idiot literally gets he's in the middle of the third lane of the three lanes that's going straight stops because they now want to make a left okay and they're, they're, they're in their mind, they thought that, oh, the other cars would just slow down and go around me. It doesn't work like that, okay? So they caused two, they caused two cars to get into an accident with them. Well, actually, no, I got into an accident with the car that hit them, but that's neither here nor there. This is my first time getting into an accident and all of this stuff. I got the value of my car, the blue book value of my car. Which was nothing. My car was 10 years old. Like, I knew it wasn't the most luxurious thing anymore. Like, I knew it was newer cars, but I was so content and happy with that car. It got me from point A to point B. I thought it was still cute or whatever. And now my car is gone because this moron decided to, like, stop in the middle of Branch Avenue. So I'm, like, pissed off about that. Like, I really want to call the Cochran firm on one of these commercials because I feel like they should have to pay up. Help me buy a new car, you jerk, because now my car is total because you ignore what you learned in driving school. You ignore what every adult and person old enough to get behind the wheel is taught. You ignore general safety guidelines just because you wanted to change your mind and you ignored your common sense. Like, and I had to pay for that. So 
Anywho, to say the least, guys, I was pissed. And I kept thinking about it over and over and over again. And finally, my mom, so my mom, being super mom like she is, she literally like rushed to the accident scene. And then she stayed over at my house for the next week. So that week, the following week was Thanksgiving. I couldn't go to work or anything like that. I was very stiff, very sore. On my front left side, we actually, and by we, the doctors, we thought my collarbone might have been broken just from the impact of the airbag. And then with the seatbelt locked up and like, I guess how my, how it jerked me back. That was very sore. It was a big bruise. So my mom came over and held me down and made sure my dog can get out and I had food. And she literally stayed over my house for like over a week, which I'm so thankful for. But my mom, you know, through us talking, we had a lot of time to spend together. She kind of was just like, you like, I'm really tired of you talking about this car because as a parent, me coming out there and seeing you, seeing that car look like that. My, of and even when I heard you was in an accident, I don't care what the car looks like. A car can be replaced. I'm just glad that you're fine. And that kind of put into perspective for me because I'm like, well, wow, I'm sitting here crying and I wasn't really crying, um, but I'm sitting here upset about it when there's, you know, people's parents who wasn't as fortunate as mine. And there's people's friends and family who weren't as for- fortunate as, as I was to just walk away. And it's like, I'm crying over this car that, I can replace. I'm I'm blessed in a position where I can replace it. So although it sucks and I'm trying to be debt free, I want to pay off everything so I can live life and just wake up and be like, oh, like now I want to buy another car. Cash, 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 cash. What do you, hey, we need to send you to the financing department. I'm like laughing. <laughs> Finance department. I don't need that. I'll write a check. That's life goes for me. Um, And it's really not even like from a shallow point. I just want to be in a position where like, I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, I have two amazing nephews. They're my kids now. And so I have kids, you know, whatever. But they just fulfill that whole kid thing in me. But when I was old, like when I was, I'm looking at me from college and high school, especially college and adult life. It was times when I was in binds and I was like, oh, I got to hit up my mom. I got to hit up my dad or whatever. I want them to be able to to say, all right, I'm, if I'm doing the right thing in my life, I don't want to have, I don't want them to have to worry about bills and that type of stuff. Like I had to, like my brother had to, like, I want them to be able to say, I mean, not like, hey, I'm just going to call Aunt Chris because I think she got money. But no, they're out here doing the right thing. They might need a little bit more like adults do to make ends meet. I want to be able to be a resource for them. And so anywho, I say all that to say I'm on this entire debt-free lifestyle because I want to be in a position like that. Like I cannot imagine my life where I'm going to work nine to five in this cycle of you have to go because you got bills. No, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to get my paycheck, you know what I'm saying? And 95% of that paycheck stays with me. It doesn't just go turn around and go out the door. Those monthly bills like water, gas, electricity, that type of stuff. Okay. Cable, cell phone bill. I get that you're probably always going to be paying something, but if the majority of my paycheck stays with me and everything is paid off, that to me is lit. That to me is life. So I'm trying to get there sooner rather than later. And I kind of diverge, but all of that's to say I was pissed off about losing my car, but my mother put things into a really good perspective for me. And I actually felt kind of bad because I'm in here super upset about it. So I'm starting new. I have a brand new Kia Nero. 
I was fiscally responsible, I believe. So let me just tell y'all about this car. I think my car is lit. Um, it's a crossover, so it's like a, a small SUV. Yes. I installed my dog's car seat today, but it's a hybrid, so I get 51 miles per gallon. So I'm j- I just think that alone is super lit. My last car, the Nissan, it was kind of funny because the knob to turn the radio up or down and to turn it off or on, there's this silver like decorative loop that goes around it and that kept falling off so this one day I had the bright idea like okay I'm just gonna go get some gorilla glue and put it on there because I'm tired of it falling off needless to say the next day I came out to my car I could not turn my radio up or down or on or off so the only thing I could do was turn it on mute and I had to listen to it on whatever volume that was set before I Gorilla Glued it. So as you can imagine, I'm like trying to crank my music while I'm driving. Nope, can't turn it up. It's like some days it's too loud, some days it's, it's too low. And I kept saying like, oh, I'm gonna get that fixed, whatever. But no, because I'm cheap. I never got it fixed. Anywho, so my new car is lit because now I got everything, Bluetooth, this, that. So again, it's a fresh start. I'm super excited about it. And then I am figuring out how to pay this car note off real fast because I don't do car notes and extra bills. So while I was at home for a week, I had a lot of time to think, to reflect, to journal, to... And by a lot of time, I mean, literally, I was in bed. So I was really just like watching TV, but I was on heavy medication, muscle relaxers, pain pills and they make you very drowsy so I I mean I was knocked out for like almost a week and so it's so ironic because I was on my way to church I was so hyped like I felt like my outfit was cute not that that's important but like I, I woke up early that day I had my gospel music playing and I'm on my way to church and then boom this collision happens and so one of my takeaways is that like I guess I'm old, I'm the type of person who, when anything happens, I'm like, what was that supposed to teach me? What was I supposed to get from that? And I know that God orchestrates everything. I walked away fine and dandy, so I'm just wondering if that was a call for me to slow down. And I mean, metaphorically, to slow down. Because I am the type of person who I have a plan for everything. I have a strategy for everything. And I have an idea of how it's supposed to work out. And so literally me on this Sunday morning going to church, I never, I for the last 10 years, I've never had to think about a ride, okay? Like I've always had my car. I never had to think about a ride. I planned my life so I didn't have a car note. And then I just get into this accident. And I remember driving away from the scene and the tow truck had my car on it. And my mom was like, bye little Nissan. And at this point, y'all, my car is so jacked. And my mom was like, okay, the car is total. And I'm like, I buy that. No, it's not. That car is not total. Because I'm still thinking like, please, I don't want a car. No, like, fix it, fix it. And so just reflecting, I'm just wondering, like, what was I supposed to learn from that? And part of me was, just feels like I do think that was a call, a wake-up call to slow down. And by slow down, I don't mean that, you know, I'm going to, like, stop hustling and that type of stuff. But I do think that. I'm going to kind of stow away my planning for a while. And I think that that's important because we're, what, a few weeks away from 2019 and everybody's making these New Year's resolutions. And almost every year I have this vision board party. And I've been doing vision boards literally since 2011. 
So like the last seven years, I've done a vision board faithfully the first week of the new year. And you like on your vision board, what you do is you like clip magazines and like all year, like I might see like a quote or like have a fortune cookie. And I'm like, I like this and I'll kind of throw it to the side. And then you put this board together with all the different things that you want to come to fruition, right? And I typically take a little mustard seed and tape that in the middle because of the scripture, faith the size of a mustard seed. You got to believe it. And you put the vision board in a place that you constantly see, you walk by it. So you can get that reminder, like, you know, this is what I'm moving toward. This is what I'm doing. And the believer in me, probably overthinking, but I'm just kind of like, if I believe in the maker, then what do I need a vision for? Do I not trust the vision that he has over my life? And just like with this car accident, I had this plan. Like when I woke up that day, you couldn't tell me I wasn't on my way to church and I wasn't about to get there and, and, and then get home and park that car right outside the house. Like I always do with no doubt in my mind that that wasn't going to happen like that. So a part of me is like, throw the whole plan away, throw the whole strategy away. And I say it so much, but I'm wondering if I actually mean it when I say, God, I trust your plan for my life. I don't need to plan anymore. You know what I'm saying? In real life, it's a lot of situations where I trust God's plan, but I'm really thinking about throwing the entire plan away. And 2019, I'm not going to make any type of visions or anything like that because just like the the situation with this car, you know, my body healed itself. I got a new one at a good price, you know, with great benefits. And and so many other times in my life where I was in like a hard place or a bind or I couldn't see my way out of something and it always happened, what ended up happening happened so much more beautiful than I ever expected it to. Why don't I apply that same thing to my life? And if I start with a simple task of erasing the whole vision board idea and thinking about, okay, I want these things to come to fruition this year. And then yielding my entire life to God and saying, I don't have a plan, God. My plan is to follow to, to follow your voice. And that means every day waking up with a fresh and renewed mind that says, you know, I don't know what's on. I don't know what you have in store for me at 8 o'clock, at 10 o'clock a.m. But every day I'm open to hear your guidance. Every day this year, I'm open to hear what you have for me. I think that's the takeaway. And I know I might have, I don't know how I got there from a car accident, but I feel like that message came to me for a reason because, again, I always have a plan. And when stuff does not happen the way that I want it to, it upsets me. And that takes me back to this episode of um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Willow Smith and Jada Pinkett's mom. They have this show called The Red Table Talk. I'm sure all of you all have heard it. But Jada Pinkett was actually talking about co-parenting and her relationship with Trey, which is Will Smith's first son. And she was saying that one of the things that she learned is that expectations literally will block your blessing. And when she said that, she was talking in a totally different context. She was talking as it relates to stepchildren. But I literally thought, In that moment, I had a gut check. I had a spirit check. And I was like, how many times have I I let expectations ruin what was the blessing that was right in front of my face? And I let that happen with jobs. I let that happen with friends. I let that happen with so many different things. Because in my mind, it pans out one way. 
when it doesn't pan out that way, somehow in my mind, I don't think of it as a success. You know what I'm saying? So I start to think of however it panned up, the reality as less than the fiction that was in my mind. I'm a Pisces. Pisces, we're like big daydreamers. A lot of stuff is in our head. And I mean, I mean, I'm just, just me from like the, the smallest of things. I can be driving to the store and it's okay. I want to go this way and it could be a road detour and I have to go, you know, out of the direct, like the way that I was envisioning on getting to the store. And even though I know where I'm going, it's not like I got lost. It's just kind of like when I get to the store, I'm kind of worked up because it didn't happen the way that I thought it did. And I have to tell myself like, calm down. Like everything's fine. Like you're here, you're at Trader Joe's, like just, just chill. Everything's fine. And I think that taking that expectation sometimes sometimes can block your blessings from the context text in which I just shared it. I'm going to apply that to me making plans for my life and that I'm no longer going to have the expectation of this is what I want to come to fruition because I'm really just at the point where I'm just going to yield to the way maker, the miracle worker. God ain't never, ever, 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 let me down. God ain't never, ever, 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 ever delivered less than what I expected something to be. So I'm just going to take that and apply it to my entire and full life. Yeah. Yeah. So for real, if I'm going to think of a, I'm not going to think of a vision, but the theme of this year about to be, I hate the word YOLO, but it's really about to be like YOLO because My job as a believer is every day that I wake up, I need to be able to have a clear mind and a clear heart to hear from God and to hear what God wants me to do in that situation, that day. What what purpose am I am I moving toward at that moment? I need to be able to hear that versus always having a plan and that type of stuff. So FYI this year, I'm really organized and all of that. Might be throwing that all out the window. So if we supposed to go out, you might have to send me some reminders because I may be getting rid of my calendar too. Anywho, I'm about to leave. Um, I may go take a ride in my new car. Yeah, but I also got to get ready for work tomorrow. But I just wanted to do this quick podcast and let you know that I got delayed, but I am on track and that's what's been going on for me with me for the last two weeks. I love you all. Thank you for listening again. Have a good week until you hear from me later on. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Christina's Chat and Chew. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye.